And three, two, one. And I am Elijah Bailey. And I'm Richard Taplin. And we are the Elijah Bailey Show. And today we want to kick things off. We had a couple last minute changes, but I think we have a, a like really. Always. Yeah, as always. <laughs> we're never structured, never scheduled. But we have a very exciting show for you guys. Uh, first things first, um, do you want to speak about our new sponsor? Yes, we are sponsored, folks. Before we even talk about the sponsor, let's, uh, let's, let's give the respect. Do, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Let's give the respect first. China and. Uh, the artist formerly known as Prince passed away mm-hmm. uh, less than 24 hours of each other. I think Prince, it was China Thursday evening. I think China was uh, Wednesday night. Or Wednesday Thursday, night. Yeah, Wednesday night, and then Prince was Thursday, Thursday morning. Yeah, and they, 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 the family privately cremated his body mm-hmm. um, after the autopsy, so we don't know anything yet, but I know a lot of people were torn up over Prince. Wanted to- yeah, I was kind of torn up, I and mean, I kind of grew up on Michael Jackson and Prince, wow. so, you know, there's a lot of songs that he had that I just always played in the background and everything. Almost, you know, almost the same way I was kind of torn up about, you know, Michael Jackson and everything. You know, they got their personal lives, but as far as their music and everything like that, you know, there's a lot of musicians out there that, you know, you, you get a connection with because of their music, and they kind of either relate to you or you relate to them or, you know, their music kind of helps you through, whether it's through yeah, whatever a workout, through, yeah. a personal situation, or whatever like that. So, yeah, it, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, especially with Prince, because he hit so many boundaries. And then with the uh, Dave Chappelle show, bringing him back in the light, now, you know, that current generation knows who Prince is, and they research him and everything else. So, mm-hmm. And plus, he's, I mean, current generation, they're just, current generation is funny to me, but, um, <laughs> I mean, he's written so many people's songs. He's like, an actual musician. Yeah. Picking like, up instruments, playing them, going over, writing the, the actual music for everything, and then, I mean, he, he did quite a bit of stuff. And then his, um, what was that, uh, helping out the needy and fundraisers and stuff like oh, his yeah. tours? Oh, yeah, not he was not outspoken about that stuff at, at all. That's very the cool humble, part. Very, very humble, humble yeah. guy. So, And what's so funny, too, is like if you looked at his early life, you know, mm-hmm. he was complete opposite. He yeah. was actually, and he speaks on it, too, like towards the late 90s, early 2000s. He talks about how he was a slave towards his ego. Yeah. So he just, you know, wasn't very humble at all or anything mm-hmm. like that. And then he started, you know, changing and whatnot. And but everybody around him, Rick James, you know, all those guys were outspoken that were, you know, doing it up at the time. That you is know, true. They, they, had, they had to feed that ego to, to be the next best thing. But we uh, want to say we miss you, Prince. And China, one of the, the would you founders of women's wrestling. They come in with a physique, yeah, like that, yeah, to be the, a, a bodybuilder. Yeah, she wasn't physique. just like a you know a model or anything like that. You know, she was actually, man, she was swole. Yeah, and I think she was one of the first ones that actually brought it. Like, no, we're we're wrestling with the guys. We're wrestling with the men. Yeah, I mean, she was. It wasn't no uh, fancy female type stuff. She was in yeah. there banging. Yeah. With some of those guys, because she wrote with uh, she was part of uh, Generation X, yeah, and they DX, did all that yeah. <laughs> with Triple H and all that stuff. They did yeah. all that, all that craziness that they were doing back then. But yeah, definitely shout out to them too. Yeah. So China Prince, we miss you. Um, next thing, you guys have been asking for it. Uh, I do the podcast of the week every Saturday, or podcast of the week every Monday, and then cosplay of the week every Saturday. So I'm just going to give you the information here, so when the show drops, you can actually see these cosplayers. Uh, we've been getting huge responses on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Saturday's cosplay of the week was Titan Cosplay. And then the podcast of the week last week was IGN Anime Club. And they had good things to say about us. They listened to the show. So thank you guys, Miranda Sanchez, Megan Sullivan, Mike, and Kylie. I, I probably fucked that Way up. Way to dude. go. I know, I know. But I, I love the show. <laughs> I listen to the show. But this week's pos- uh, podcast of the week is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin's mm. The Steve Austin Show. Which one? 
Of both, the Unleashed okay. version and the family-friendly version. So make sure to check that out on Monday. It'll be on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Elijah Bailey Show. That's SHO. And then uh, now do you want to speak about our sponsor? Yes, our sponsor. Uh, we have a studio sponsor, Vector Roofing. They are a great local roofing company here in Oklahoma, and we have their commercial. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, try so, to, yeah. don't try to sell it to the people. Like, yeah, they're a so roofing seriously. company, and they're awesome. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, so, I mean, we're in the time. We're in, anybody lives in Oklahoma knows tornado April, season, May, hell. June is hell, yeah. tornado season. So your roof might get fucked up. Your roof might get messed up, or even if you want to make sure you don't have any leaks, you know, contact them. We have a commercial for them that's going to be um, actually aired right after this part right here. Contact them. They work great with your insurance. Uh, great people to work with. They do it in a very quickly, timely manner, and they'll walk you along every step of the way. So, yeah. And we do not invest or, or do partnerships with things that we don't use and we don't believe in. So mm-hmm. check these guys out. You yes. love the podcast. You'll love Vector Roofing. Mm-hmm. And you can go to their Twitter and, and Facebook page. It's Vector Roofing. Or go to their website, vector-roofing.com. And we'll be right back. Do you hear that? The sound of hail. More important, the sound of money leaving your pocket. But that can be prevented with Vector Roofing. We provide free estimates and cover your deductible, giving you a roof for the stormy season. We work closely with your insurance company and walk you through each step of the way. Give us a call at 405-259-6463. That's 405-259-6463. Also, like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Vector Roofing. Physical strength is no substitute for perception. For perception is the key which unlocks the intangible power of the spirit. You perceive nothing. And we're back. I told you today we had some uh, last-minute changes. We have uh, one of me and both me and Richard's friend from middle school, Mr. Reese Dodd. How are you doing? Oh, you're going to get a lot closer than that. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. My bad. I See? thought you were talking about like you just like hanging while out like, while we're doing the intro. No. <laughs> how you doing, Mr. Dot? Man, I'm doing good. How are y'all? Uh, man, good. Uh, nobody ever really asks us how we're doing. No, we don't. I'm feeling. I'm. I'm good. How are you, Richard? We have a gentleman in the studio. I know. I know. That's we what do. That was. It, is it okay if I call you Mr. Dodd, or is, oh, that, yeah. what, is that what they all call you? <laughs> well, you probably need to explain to people I'm a teacher before oh, yeah. you uh, start calling me Mr. Dodd and ask me if that's acceptable. <laughs> and with that being said, so I take it you are a yeah. teacher. Where yeah. do you teach at? Uh, PC North High School. Cool, and that's in Oklahoma City. Yeah, for all the listeners out there um what grade 10th grade english how old are the kids in 10th grade 16 16 okay okay yeah, so driving age years. okay so yeah the the assholes they're making that that way oh no 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 i would never say that about children. <laughs> no not not you me <laughs> uh, no i love working with students i love working with children i love working with humans so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot easier because I got two puppies and they are they're assholes. So <laughs> I love dogs, I love dogs, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's unique to be able to interact with that many different types of makeups throughout yeah. the course of one day. <laughs> Do it five days in a row. I can yeah. imagine. Do it nine months in a row. <laughs> yeah, and get to see uh, them grow and change. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, tremendously. And I tell them that, you know, each and every single one of them, you know, whether they believe it or not, or yeah. you get the kid that's like, what do you see in me? Yeah. Uh, well, that wasn't the point of that. I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've seen you. You're not the same kid you were, were when you in first September. Yeah. yeah. 
So I enjoyed. I've worked at many different levels of uh, child care and education, and really, it's been uh, tremendous to uh, work yeah. with different ages and, and different groups of ages and, and see Sweet. how that environment is. So let me ask you this, if you don't mind: what kind of made what, what kind of pushed you into? Well, let me actually give like I guess brief background. We do know Reese, uh, yeah, because I, I would never would have thought you were you would be a teacher. I never th- I thought from I never middle school. Of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I met Reese in middle well, after school. After this podcast, I hope to still have a job. Yeah, yeah, you will, you will, you will. <laughs> no, yeah, we're not gonna. What, what I, is, I think it's I, cool. I, I mean, a, you you weren't a bad kid or nothing like no, that. No, 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 no. no. But yeah. here's the disclaimer: all the views <laughs> and anything else said on this podcast are strictly Elijah Bailey, not on Reese. Uh, not on. I'm not even gonna put it on Reese. Yeah, on no, Richard, put it on no. These views are all on, the, the name on the show is who you put it on. Yeah, so. even everything that comes out of my mouth is <laughs> the opinions of Elijah Bailey. So, but what made you go into? Well, I guess like I was saying earlier, we all know each other from middle school. Yeah, yeah. Central, uh, middle went to Central Middle School here in Evan, Oklahoma, and we were. Uh, it was cool because I remember all of us being like, we all kind of hung around different people, mm-hmm. but we all was kind of that. We don't call it outcast, but we were. Oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's safe to say we were. We were outcast. We were like our own little outcast group, but then we would be able to fit in with groups here and else. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, even when I was on sports teams, I felt fringe, and then you know, sit cafeteria with the fringe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and maybe once every so often, be able to drop in on a whatever but I, yeah yeah <laughs> man it's it's just on how you look in the situation i watch my kids do the same thing nowadays and i'm like it's so weird that you would hold yourself back like that yeah. you know while i watch you know, watch them make these decisions um I, I'm sure our teachers were doing the same thing. Yeah, no, that, dude, they had to be because I was talking all the time. I was doing all. I, I remember getting, I was kind of quiet. See, I was, and I I talk. I mean, that's why I got a podcast. I like to talk, but I was doing all kinds of stuff. I remember we painted our hair like black and gold, and we had a substitute. I gave her hell that day because yeah. she, she said yellow instead of yellow. I went in on her. I was like, it's yellow. I have yellow in my hair because I'm on the football team, not yellow, and everybody's uh, you dying. Jerk. I know. You I know. That's why I said kids are ass. Well, you know, I can't even begin to describe. If my teachers found out I was a teacher, they'd probably write some letters. <laughs> Uh, so, so what kind of like push you to start getting into education? Uh, just the life I end up living, uh, going through uh, college, playing ball, and mm-hmm. I always wanted to be some sort of a teacher. I remember in eighth grade, I wrote some sort of paper about I wanted to be a PE teacher, oh. and I held that true through college and got a major in English and and also some physical education. Wasn't sure what I was going to do with it, and just kind of lived a rambling lifestyle yeah. and settled down mm-hmm. but uh the things that i learned in this world as i traveled it uh i feel like i portray that in my education mm-hmm. uh, but because i mean in english class it's easy right you're, yeah you're working with stories and you're yeah. working with world travel and so it's nice to be able to relate and and portray that yeah yeah but i think it also works into a lot of my stories that i've been writing for these uh Graphic novel, yeah, because that's what and that's yeah. Betty was telling me, yeah, that you are uh, also a. I guess this is this is more where your passion is at the writing, being able to write in graphic no- novels and telling a story like that that people can actually get immersed in and follow along and maybe take something from them. 
Yeah, and I think uh, I've been playing around for years. I've been writing these things and coming up with ideas. And I love writing, but not everybody loves reading. I've been trying to study different formats to get a message out. And I think you have to have somewhat of a visual level with your story at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Our, for people to absorb it. Yeah. In our entertainment yeah, society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I term it an entertainment society. Mm-hmm. I mean, at every level, you are just enraptured by moving pictures, entertainment, yeah. uh, absorption uh, of complete... 3D moving images. And yeah. if you don't have that, you're going to lose a big portion of uh, your demographic. Yeah. Yeah. And this, and that's the deal. Cause we hadn't talked in, in years and, uh, Reese sent me a deal on Facebook and he told me about graphic novels and, you know, we're looking for some, um, freelance, uh, artists for his novel. But when we start talking, I was like, dude, I got to have Reese on the show. Cause just the way that, that your perspective of the world and what you've been through, uh, you're portraying through your graphic novel that caught my attention because mm-hmm. if it doesn't interest me, just like you said, then I mean you're just telling me the story. I don't have any visual with it. I was, I'm not going to listen to it, but it really grabbed me. And I told Richard, and then Richard got hooked in it too. So yeah, I, I remember when um, when you had told me Reese was hitting you up. It was I was kind of like, huh, okay, that's cool because I remember uh, we just saw each other on Facebook. Yeah, and I was like, oh sweet, Reese died. Oh, yeah. Man, I remember that cat. Man, I'm glad he's still alive. I'm glad he's still doing. Yeah. Okay, cool. He got a Facebook. Okay, cool. How's he doing? <laughs> he told. That's when you start telling about the graphic novels. I'm like, wow. Okay, so he got that little creative mind asset and everything yeah. like that. Okay, that, so that's we gotta get up. this cat on the show. Yeah, and yeah. then when he came in, you know, dude yeah, looks just, like he really looks the exact same. Nice, <laughs> he got, nice. He got the baby face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a shaving right now. <laughs> but you but, know, he looks. No, I get asked if I'm a student all the time. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um. While we were sitting in here before we even started recording, it's gold. Uh, he, what, everything he would just start talking about how you can just you can hear that he's just not doing it just for a check or he's not doing it just because you can passion. hear that yeah you can hear the passion coming out of his mouth and the cool thing about it all is that you can even hear the it's a positive thing that he's trying to yeah. portray yeah because most and and kind of like we were talking about before most graphic novels most comics. Um, they, you know, talk about the problem, the ca- the mm-hmm. chaos that drives the world, the chaos that fuels people to like the the tragedy that happened to Batman to make him Batman, and so he has to fight injustice. Batman doesn't exist in a world without injustice. And I I kind of have a term for that, uh, mm-hmm. and, and not to be negative at all, no. but you know, plot for plot's sake, it's it's yeah. plot driving plot to drive plot to drive plot. Yeah. Uh, t- to extend the next story, it's almost. Uh, in, in, in a bad way, uh, capitalistic, uh, sometimes. Yeah. It is capitalistic. Yeah, it's very capitalistic. Milking uh, that cow. Well, yeah. you know, depending on who you want to talk about. But yeah. I don't want to talk negatively about any format. It's all it's all art. It's driving some sort of, you know, purpose yeah. for a lot of different things. So, yeah. not to knock anything. But uh, I think very rarely do we have a plot for... Uh, True influential sake, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and we usually look at nonfiction for that, and we look at somebody's life that they lived and how magnanimous. Or <laughs> yeah, magnanimous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I'm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Here. Yeah, I Talk. see, yeah, I see. <laughs> uh, but we we try to look for our moral lessons there, or yeah. or historical figures, yeah. and I feel like uh, fiction is probably a really good place for that if if we allowed for it, if we could yeah. find a way to make it so enthralling that. It can capture, you know, yeah. large genres of people. Yeah, nice. 
No, yeah. no I mean, I mean, because that's that's the same way with martial arts that we talk about. I teach uh, traditional style martial arts, trying to mm-hmm. engulf my students with the actual history of Korean Taekwondo and Okinawan Goju, but the way that society is driven today, they want to see the flashy gymnastic stuff, mm-hmm. which won't save anybody's life. And then you have these people, <laughs> you know, getting, you know beat up and all this other stuff and they're like well martial arts doesn't work no martial art works fine the person that was instructing you didn't do you you know justice yeah (laughs) and i mean it's it's one of those deals where i look at these parents and their kids you can see how they look at their kids and you you start feeling like you're a teacher you start feeling that same way about that student and you don't want anything bad to happen you know that there's going to be things that they go through in life that are going to challenge them Mm -hmm. but unnecessarily you know violence and rape and all the other stuff where i could have stepped in and provided them with some tools to defend themselves and make it back you know if i don't do that then i'm gonna feel like trash you know of course so but i understand you gotta believe what you're spitting out and you gotta be you gotta be true to that and and if you really want to live that life you're gonna yeah. be doing it on a, a positive path yeah and you're gonna just hold to that you might find ways to incorporate you know new ways to reach people but yeah. you're still gonna base it in your on unshakable initial, yeah. faith yeah yeah and that's what i i like about uh the graphic novel that you, and you only told me like a portion of it so oh yeah so let's kind of go into that now because i mean as soon as you started talking dude i was like my wife was talking to me and put my hand on her face pushed her <laughs> off but now i'm just oh, man. i was just sitting there listening i mean i was like man i, <laughs> I mean, think i even asked you if i was interrupting <laughs> he's anything. like i'm not trying to like, know, i'm not married right now i'm talking to domestic violence <laughs> from my novel <laughs> but no i mean i was i was just so like Everything that was happening around me, I was like tuning it out. I was like, man, this, I haven't heard anything like this before. This is really, really interesting. So, all right. Well, uh, I think the first chapter or the first book, well, I don't know mm-hmm. how it works. How you're going to uh, go about it? Yeah. Is going to be just several different, like, little short stories, just seeing different characters uh, in this city mm-hmm. uh, that is in this future society. Okay. Basically, each each character will have a little uh, facet within the society that will show the possible outcome for human reality. I like to blend a lot of like what's going on right now, you know, from things like three D printers to the Oculus Rift, okay, uh, modern technology, mm-hmm. but maybe progress a little bit more to a societal, you know, useful level. Uh, if if that's where we really put our financial backing, if the Oculus yeah. wasn't just being developed in the the gamer sphere, sphere, yeah, <laughs> if yeah. it was uh, being developed in to be medical, multi-purpose, yeah, for, for everything that's going just on, just yeah. whatever, for library, or yeah, on your time, yeah, keep going, meditation, yeah, who knows, uh, then then that's what I want my technology to represent in my future yeah. futuristic society, like a way of harmonizing a human lifestyle. Yeah. To allow that person to flourish in yeah. in, a, in a way that's so stable that it's almost hard to, uh, to Disrupt destroy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're talking about. And so these just these different characters would just be showing uh, these different technologies or how the city really works, and, okay, and how the societal social standards are for everybody. So but it's almost it, like more a, holistic. Yeah, yeah, so it's almost like a background to establish the setting. Yeah, yeah, and like, there's infinite numbers of these cities. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live on this planet at 8 billion strong, but, you know, if done the right way, I feel like we could have 
800 billion strong. I mean, yeah. it, in reality, we really could, uh, but we would have to live a lot more harmonized yeah. uh, yeah. and less destructive with our resources and so in this in this uh society the humans are all provided uh what i would term like just the seven basic uh genres of human need okay uh starting at the most basic you have food water uh shelter mm-hmm. all animals need that, those things mm-hmm. but then uh at the human level clothing mm-hmm. and energy mm-hmm. yeah. so think uh loincloths and fire even back to the uh, when we became Came humans, yeah. clothing and energy. And then in our new phase of humans' uh, evolution, mm-hmm. uh, we have technology yeah. and transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, are, those are vital to our society. Look around us yeah. And, yeah. and how I got here to even do this. And, yeah. and so in this, uh, the setting of my story, it will focus on how the humans have pretty much unlimited access to all these things. Okay. Uh, in a non-toxic way to their environment, uh, a harmonized resource. You know, I yeah. keep going back to that word, but it's living symbiotically with the uh, the earth. This society is. It's not uh, parasitic. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually giving back to uh, the earth uh, what it reaps yeah. uh, in order to sustain its own life. So it's yeah. it's what nature seeks in and of itself and most yeah. relationships is is they are all pushing towards symbiotic and if you're at 51 percent and not 50 50 then you are parasitic yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah or or however it lays out i don't know so uh this and it, it's fun to tell these stories with this kind of resources these kind of resources at your fingertips because it almost inspires a uh, Harry Potter ish, like magical <laughs> yeah. world. Like, okay, well, everybody has everything. What? Like, what would I do? Yeah. What would we do? Exactly. Um, and obviously, I, I base it in a future society because I don't think, I don't feel like current society feels like we could do this now. Yeah. Uh, when There's I, no cohesion. I, yeah. I feel like we could if we just focused uh, in one direction. But, uh, yeah, there, we still have a lot of steps yeah. to get there. And I think there's a lot of uh, moral lessons wrapped yeah. in to this graphic novel that might kind of speak to the people uh, of, of now yeah. to say, this, this, we could do something like this. Or, yeah. you know, and not, I feel like when, if you're called out or if you're blamed, like it just inspires more blame and, and hatred and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Uh, nobody ever wants to be called out. So I think I went through several years of, of writing and thinking where I'm trying to frame how do we, how do we say this. And, and basically, before I started at the high school level, I was all the way down at the three-year-old level in a three-year-old hmm. classroom at a daycare. So wow. uh, what I, what I really feel yeah. like is this has been an adventure in language and how I represent uh, a message so that it it doesn't fall upon ears harshly, yeah. but is accepted and, and maybe inspired. Yeah, 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 man. See, dude, man. I know. You ever thought about running for president? Uh, <laughs> but I told you guys we had a special show today. This is why. I mean, I have not. I mean, I hear a lot of animators and a lot of writers have specific visions, but it's to escape their reality. Right. It's not based in what they're or. This is the reality I could see, but we're still fought with turmoil. 
and I told you like I was yeah. doing some short stories and that was mine is nowhere near as elaborate as yours but it's just like how to cope you know out of out of your own element how yeah. to cope with society around you when others kind of judge you instead of you going ballistic on them how do I blend in with this society and find new purpose and I mean just thinking about all the possibilities of well in today's society if we have everything that we want we still want more we still want right. something else because you got to fill that void. Yeah, which kind of brings me to another question I want to ask you. One thing I've kind of noticed: Have you taken out the greed of this society? Yeah. I, well, well, I feel, and these are my own beliefs, but yeah, I, yeah. I feel that greed is, you know, a uh, produced a trait, from, yeah. yeah, instability and inequality. Mm-hmm. And so I think if I focus on if we eradicate some of these big issues. These other issues that we say are inherent to human nature, nature decline. they won't even exist. exist. Like, yeah. So let's not get stuck on moral issues or ethical issues uh, of what we see in current society. We're talking about a dream society. So, um, And that's why I think I ended up doing this was because I was trying to talk to people in the current times yeah. about this and hey, bring this forward that. now and almost in a political soapbox type of deal. And, mm-hmm. and people would say stuff like you said earlier, yeah. would, do you want to run for president? Like, <laughs> and say it jokingly or seriously. I mean, mm-hmm. some people d- digged it, but some people did not like it. Uh, yeah. uh, so I think I, I write in a, a fictional sense to kind of produce a, a dream like wonderment about it so i can still talk about the same message but now it's encoded in a way that people go like oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. nice this is cool yeah. this is like like you said like this is a harry potter story yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> or this is like a divergent or and, one of those future movies whatever well and no, that's what yeah, i hunger games there we, yeah, go. there we go something like that yeah <laughs> and that's what this language trip has taught me it was just like uh I look into society, and it is a society of children. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you think about entertainment, it's childlike. But the whether you back and yeah. forth, yeah. yeah, and and it is highly diversified. And you look at a high school, so is it. I look at our big society; it it looks like high school or whatever. No, yeah, 100%. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, on a company on a crazy yeah. scale because you have all your clicks. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you have your clicks. You have other factions bullying other factions. I mean, yeah. you've arguments yeah. that don't get solved. Thinking, <laughs> you know, thinking this is this is your end all. Be I have to focus and drive everything towards this because without this, I can't survive. And that's that's Punishments a child like I don't see fixing the solution. And see, I don't see any of that being as an adult responsible society. And, yeah. and I like to oversimplify things, but when I think of an adult, I, an adult is someone who is self-caring someone who can take care of oneself um but a responsible adult at a higher level than just being an adult is one that can take care of other life Mm -hmm. and i think the more responsible uh in adulthood we are to take care of other life whether it's our own children our own families the people who brought us into this world the people we love and like in friendship but all of society in general i mean I feel like everywhere I go, I'm walking amongst my friends. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't feel like anybody else should feel any different. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's the mindset I've kind of set upon myself, but I, it's a beautiful life. And, and 
we would have less division if, if yeah. people could get on page with someone. And, and mm. I, I question this too. I wonder how long people would actually live if they got rid of stress. Because that's all. You go to work, you stress yourself out. Go home, stress yourself out. You watch TV or something, stress yourself out. I mean, <laughs> eat food that stresses, stresses your, your body. body. Yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, what if um, you know? It's almost like don't blame the user, blame the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we like to look at people and go, you know, you're this because of this and you're this because of this. Well, why did those things exist in the first place for choice. me to become yeah. like that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and whether you intended it or not, you placed it there in the system and then you play messages about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There was five positive messages in that uh, Power Rangers show, but there's also you know three negative ones. Yeah. And and when I realized I couldn't be any of the positive ones, I started focusing on the negative ones and started yeah. doing that stuff uh, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's insane psychology, but children are are sponges; they absorb all of that. And yeah. think about you guys watch these things. Oh yeah, you can pick up on all these traits. Yeah. yeah. But a child is is unrefined in understanding messages, and you have no idea what their psychology might flip a switch and and portray those things just because it's like hey let me test this out yeah, yeah. he just hit that like solid uh, og status right yeah, there dude. triple yeah. og status right there because <laughs> when he just mentioned the whole you have oh green you got your five positive matches out there but then yeah. you have your three, three negative, negative ones yeah. and you realize you can't fit into that five positive one and you feel gonna, like you have to, like you said, you have, you have to, turn. to fit in. I mean, yeah. humans feel yeah. like they have to fit in. To I mean, that's the basic. Yeah. That's basic instinct for any any animal. I have to fit amongst the other things that look like me or act like me. Otherwise, that seclusion, that loneliness, lead to a lot of, you know, mental destruction. And yeah, that, yeah. So. And a lot of people in adulthood like break those childlike definitions of themselves, mm-hmm. only to fall into to another one societal issues of the same sort but some people i don't know just continue to break those i feel like i don't belong to anything but can mm-hmm. fit in anywhere to wherever. Wherever. yeah uh and i like that yeah because it's, it's kind of like what you were saying like i mean that's that's honestly that's how all three of us were in high school mm-hmm. or in middle school at least and that's kind of how i blossomed in high school they the trained way, us yeah. to be like this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you kept referring to, and I just wanted to explain it for our listeners, you kept referring to your language trip. Oh, uh, just starting with uh, three-year-olds working all the way through the daycare levels up to like elementary school, school school-age kids, Mm -hmm. uh, working with middle school baseball teams, and working with high school kids, freshmen and sophomores, and then also interacting with adults on a daily basis. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've got a wide variety of how uh, understanding how language is interpreted at different ages, no, and okay, understood and absorbed and yeah. uh, refocused and so on and so forth. Or, or at least I have a, a large sphere to at least admire to try yeah. to figure out the random data. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like a lot of people don't focus on how they use language differently all the time. Some people just, they just use it. They just blurt it out and don't, doesn't matter if it's conveyed to another person or not. I got my message out. If you don't understand it, then you're stupid. And I, I know. That's where a lot of arguments stem from. Exactly. Miscommunication. Let me, and they just repeat that same message and you're like, yeah, "Yeah, I didn't get it that time. (laughs) And and you know what's in, like, uh, change your language, bro. Yeah. We were, we were talking before the show. We all have, got married in October. So we're October, October fest buddies. 
But communication. But you see, I was just looking down. Like, yeah, I know. I just saw Rich. Go. I thought she was gonna let it slide. But no, I mean, just... learning how to communicate to an individual that's supposed to to couple with you, your your wife, and then how to communicate with your kids. You have to learn that, like Jessica, she. I mean, you got to hear us last night. She has a very different way of. Uh, explaining things and the receiving messages, so it makes me have to educate myself on how how she's understood and how I can convey stuff to her. Otherwise, we really button heads every day. But also on the flip side, that you have to explain how you receive messages mm-hmm, exactly. and and display them too. Yeah. Like, uh, and I work on that daily with my kids, and it's worked its way into every relationship yeah. that I have. And it's like at a certain point, like you have to explain uh, not just. Okay, this is how I interpret you, but right. this is how I um, react. This is, yeah. yeah, this is me, and that's why I mean and they have to do the same thing. Yeah, accept me for who I am. I accept you. This is the stuff we have to work on, and then palm to the face, move off this. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god, uh, I love you, baby. This is Richard Taplin, host of The Black Box and also the producer here at Black & Studios. I want to tell you thanks for supporting all of our shows here at Black & Studios. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Black & Studios. And also go by our website, blackandstudios.com, to find all of our podcasts, such as One Mic, One Voice, The Roxy by Design Show, The Elijah Bailey Show, The Gamer Stand Podcast, The Authentic Conversations, The Radical Harmony Plus, and also my favorite, The Black Box. You can also email us at podcast at blackenstudios.com and remember it's blacken so let me ask you this then um out of you you've started from three-year-olds all the way up to borderline adults homos mm-hmm. oh yeah um and not to just swing it's like oh what's your favorite anything like that but which group can you see is the ones that your heart was most moved by I know the three year olds are cute and everything like that, right. but you know they're they're, they're three year olds. Yeah, I think that uh, you know the younger you go with children, the more it's like uh, just. I mean, even though they're little monsters, right? It's, it's a world of physicality, yeah. and uh, they are just pure love and joy, and that's all you send to them, and that's all they send yeah, it's out. Just, it's just yeah, that's fun. before they start mm-hmm. using language. Mm-hmm. And then they, then we start teaching them to use language, but we forget that they're still wrapped up in a world of, of physical. Yeah. I mean, even an eight-year-old plays in the dirt. I mean, yeah. 17-year-olds really don't do that. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> I like to play in the dirt. Uh, <laughs> so, but, the dirt. so they're still in a world, uh, the physical world. Yeah. And it's not until like 12, 13, your teen years, you start to master language. And it's at the high school setting I see these kids that are starting to... They're starting to master their language uh, skills, um, how they manipulate messages and memes and ideas and stuff like that. So, uh, and think about it like that you were like when you finally understood a cool underlying message in a movie or something <laughs> when you were 16, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, you know? <laughs> I got it, I got it. Yeah, I'm part yeah. of the crowd now. Yeah. And now we'll be watching a movie and I'm like, did you get that? And Carly's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm an adult. Of course, I got yeah. it. Well, yeah. So, anyways, uh, so like, uh, what's probably been the most difficult? Uh, not difficult as as far as the actual student themselves, but difficult just because this is the age where they are being, especially in every today's age. society, every yeah. age has been like that. Because one thing yeah. I, I know, like when we was in school, 
it, I feel like it's a lot different than how it is now. Yeah. Uh, well, just I mean, you just have to look at what what was society like. That's it, we want to look at. This is what the children are like. No, this is what society was like yeah. when we were in school. You couldn't just get a parental advisory CD. You had to mm-hmm. go with an adult to yeah. get it. When I was in middle school, I remember I had to get to go with uh, like my mom to get a juvenile 400 degrees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So I could hear all the curse yes, words. Yes, he did. Just date yeah. us all. Yeah. yeah so, dude. But now a kid just hops onto YouTube. There's no age stamp or anything. Yeah. And they just have unlimited access. Downloading unlimited access. So yeah. you either have... Uh, just application ready phone access or you can download the whole thing and just yeah. have it yourself uh, parental restriction is I mean and, and for some people non-practiced yeah. uh, so non-existent non-practiced and that you know we fail to rationalize how they absorb these messages but I was talking Power Rangers so yeah. imagine what an 8 year old thinks of movie xyz or deadpool or Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to and i hate using names and stuff like this so i don't mean to trash anything no no uh, yeah but i mean uh, just that overexposure yeah they said don't take your children to this movie and they were serious about it Uh, for a reason yeah uh, yeah for a reason (laughs) um but uh when a child has unlimited technological access uh it's those child's or that child's ideas are going to be a lot more morphed, even more than ours were. I mean, I had yeah. HBO access uh, yeah. late night growing up. Uh, I had uh, video night. games wow, wow. for what they were. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the stories told in video games on the SNES and 64 yeah. were so much more childlike than, than the messages. Now, yeah, yeah uh, that in, I don't know. Well, how does how does the modern technology run interference when you're communicating with your students to convey a message on whatever? I know the back then is? we I don't think like only a handful of us had phones and uh, back then we yeah they I remember t- I would text, I don't text constantly uh, in class under the desk in some classes, uh, but um, yeah it's it's but it's distraction and yeah. that's what children really really are looking for. Crazy, uh, yeah. it's not even it's not even inter- entertaining. It's just, it's just I'm used to distraction. I need something else to distract me. Yeah. Loop distraction, uh, and you're trying to refocus them and engage them in, you know, the Hobbit or the Count of Monte yeah. Cristo, and <laughs> and they're going, bro, I got Chief Keef right here <laughs> on YouTube saying every word you won't let me say and you'll never say, and. Okay, every movie, television show, even cable yeah. TV, man, will say these forbidden words in society, oh. and, and parents and children alike know they exist, but they play ignorance when, uh, you know, there's certain people in society that we hold to a higher standard yeah. of not speaking that kind of language, and, and children aren't supposed to speak that language when they're in school. Because as mentor teachers, we don't speak that language to them. But uh, it's all around parents mm-hmm. do it all around them. Mm-hmm. Media, television, society does it all around them. I mean, it's all around. It's all around. It's it's what's popular. It's what makes Miley Cyrus exciting <laughs> yeah. uh, when she gets up there and and says the things Hannah Montana could never say on the Disney <laughs> Channel yeah. at the same yeah. age as those kids were. Yeah turning with her like mm-hmm. so and, and if i'm getting if i'm diving too deep with this <laughs> next question just say uh, 
<laughs> but do you think that all this social, the digital, I call it the digital age, same thing yeah. in the entertainment age. Mm-hmm. Do you think the digital age was bought in to society for a bigger purpose? To distract them from oh, well, uh, bigger problems. Well, I think that everything that's ever happened with human evolution uh, has happened for a purpose. For, for, I mean, on a I look at uh, creationism and evolution as mm-hmm. the same thing. It's an unfoldment of a, of a large process. And you can't tell me that we don't evolve because we don't have wings sticking out of our necks or, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. gills behind our ears. We've evolved in a societal way, in yeah. a language way, uh, in a cultural way. Our evolution is outside of the biological sphere. It's in the technological mm-hmm. sphere. And technology goes back to, you know, uh, the first hand tool made mm-hmm. out of uh, stone so, or whatever. Yeah. That's technology. It's a tool that allows you to do a job easier. And we've been progressing technology. That's our evolution. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's coming closer and closer to... Uh, you know, I say harmonizing, but singularity, however mm-hmm. you want to call it, but coming together, coalescing into one big, beautiful picture where technology and humanity and society and the world uh, kind of hammer out the, the gory details of the past mm-hmm. and step away from it. Yeah. I mean, uh, the past is god awful, whether it was 200 years ago or. Th- 2,000 years ago yeah. or 4,000 years ago. Uh, everybody's been torturing everybody. And mm-hmm. I think in the mechanized technology age, in the machine age, uh, not to, to get too uh, harsh in my language, but machines are the slaves that humans have always been looking for. Because they have no consciousness. And they can do repetitions thousands of times faster than any biological creature. And so when you talk about a non-conscious being that can work at those outputs, why wouldn't you take advantage of that and never put a conscious into that being? Because you have... 10,000 years of historical data what happens yeah. when there's a conscious being that's being forced to Do be, you know manipulate yeah. Yeah. at work output and humans you know as biological beings break down have emotions have families have children need off days all sorts of stuff that our workforce has to experience yeah. on even you know in normal jobs yeah. but ma- machines don't really have them have to do that and then i mean if everything goes, I mean, because you can see the stuff now with the the presidential debates, how it is driven by, you know, I mean, it mostly always driven by personal agenda. Mm-hmm. But if we can, like you said, get to that that future where there's that symbiosis between machine mm-hmm. and 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 man and and creature and the earth, it'll be one hundred percent. What's the word I'm looking for, Richard? Oh, I know you're not. You never. You never know. Pick on that's be, where the graphic. My yeah, graphic novel set in yeah. is this mechanized yeah. future where uh, humanity has gone to that. Because back to your question earlier, Richard, like with that society and the mechanisms doing all the work, mm-hmm. there's no reason to revolt or do anything else because there's no consciousness in them. We we have all of our needs, like Reed said. Everybody has the resources that they need, so that's where that world can exist. So just by doing that and leading to that utopia, I think that you've solved the... I mean, now it's just, how else do we evolve? The only other thing would be is if 
if we went to put consciousness in him and it yeah. came through and it was benevolent and it yeah. did that stuff for us and it was like this is what you should have been doing the whole time yeah. <laughs> it just I mean if you think like of like a god that would come through technology I would hope that it would organize society and make heaven on earth and take care of everyone and so that sounds think, very familiar I Ultron think, uh, no oh you mean well right but I mean in in we're talking about in a in a higher power yeah, yeah, yeah. benevolence yeah. like no kind of Human, human influence yeah. or touch, and we call that community. human. Yeah. But those are just you know those are just motifs. Those are just yeah. archetypes that we, that we place onto to humans, uh, and they're just stories and 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 really just manipulated thought patterns. But you know, I don't think that they're inherently human. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I don't know. No, I, I really yeah, don't know. Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, if mm-hmm. you have you know a well instructed. Uh, pupil and in in a stable environment uh, all the way into adulthood and then it's provided a little bit of stability on its way out to start its own stable life i don't know i don't know if you always have the what in we have uh inherent human negative qualities that's it that's it and that's what my story's trying to show like maybe it wouldn't be the isms that we say it would be or the ideologies that have failed in the past it, it's something we can never imagine that's what the future always is yeah, yeah that is something true. we can never imagine yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to take an ipad back 60 years ago and blow people's minds <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened i mean yeah, yeah. or or 200 years ago Dude. and what's this? or even like actually like even 10 years ago like so, if we were to go back in there's no high way school that and show bit. someone hey that computer you have right there my phone right now is yeah. twice as powerful as that yeah. computer oh, that you God. had. My first laptop going into college, 10, 2005, my phone has more storage and space <laughs> exactly. than yeah. hard exactly. drive yeah. speed. Yeah, you're exactly like, I just, I was at my parents' house today getting my lawnmower and I was throwing away this computer. I was like, mom, you need to throw that computer away. She's like, but, but, I was like, mom, let me look at it. It has 30 gigs of, of, <laughs> hard, drive? of hard drive space. Yeah. I'm throwing this away, Mom, okay? This, can, this can't even connect to Wi-Fi. So I'm throwing this away, okay? It don't have an Ethernet cord back here. I can't. There's no Internet access to this. I can't do I'm anything away. with this. It's yeah. a dead machine. It's a now. dead oh, machine man. now. Uh, but let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we'll be right back. And we actually got some more with uh, Reese Dodd. He brought some goodies here to the studio. So I'm always treat us. about that. Hey, this is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, and you can find this podcast on Podbean and iTunes by searching Authentic Conversations. Be sure to rate us and leave a review. Thank you. And we're back. And like every good guest should, Mr. Dodd has brought some hemp seed for us. Uh, and he, he gave us a little uh, nutrition education on our break. So uh, do you want to go ahead and speak a little bit about this to the audience? Uh, well, just in layman's terms. Uh, uh, yeah, you layman's out there. It's <laughs> <laughs> we love you, layman's. Well, I don't want to do. lose anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... Uh, it's good fats and good proteins. Uh, you know, you look for good fats in a lot of sources like avocado, uh, mm-hmm. coconut oil. Uh, you look for good proteins in your meat sources. But uh, this is one of the only dietary supplements that has both good fats and highly usable, good, complete proteins all in one source. So, you know, you don't have to eat an avocado and a steak. Yeah. Uh, a quarter, you know, cup of this stuff is packed deal. with everything in one source so especially when you're talking about feeding a a population of people 
this thing is highly nutritious and abundant when it's grown the right way. Yeah. So this uh, is what that uh, the story you was referring to earlier, the graphic novel that you're writing, this is the common food that yeah, everybody eats. Yeah, it's actually the common source. It's the common resource for the whole system. Okay. So those seven sources, the you know everything from technology, transportation, uh, energy, clothing, uh, and food and, yeah. and shelter, it all comes from this, this one source. Okay. And it is like a life-sustaining uh, source for the society. Now, if you don't uh, mind, let me just ask you a quick question, just, just for the listeners as well. Describe to us, because you know, like you mentioned earlier, to the demographic that does know what hemp is and where it comes yeah. from, go ahead and just kind of just kill out a lot of the myths that might be around where people <laughs> mm-hmm. are like, Whoa, they brought hemp seed to yeah. the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah They're well, baking brownies with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's why, I mean, when I talk to uh, to an audience, I, I typically just go ahead and call it marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only two states that have uh, legalized hemp production, Kentucky, Tennessee. Other states are pushing it. But everywhere else, it's called marijuana. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless it's legal to grow there and can be an industrial crop, it is marijuana. And But marijuana can do so many things other than what we think of intoxication. Yeah. Uh, and very rarely, like, okay, you're going to get a Bud Light? What are you going to use that for? One yeah. thing, one thing only. Get drunk. It's not, yeah. oh yeah, it's also a great window cleaner. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you can bathe your hair in it and it'll come out amazing. No, it just it, does not. it has one use. Uh, but intoxication is probably like, you know, less than 5% of what marijuana can really do. It has so many different uses and food is one of them and the fact that it's one of the most nutritious foods on the planet at the same time it is this societal bane uh, of do we do we legalize it or you know or do we keep it locked in the closet or you know all these you know morality issues that we see at the societal face uh you know, 95% of what it can do has nothing to do with what we're arguing in the public square about. I mean, it can yeah. be concrete, it can be food, it can be clothing, it can be wood, yeah. it can be medication, paper, plastics, yeah. you know, yeah. it can be everything. So that's why in this futuristic uh, society, they use it for everything. And, you know, it's so variable. There's a thousand different varieties. We can crossbreed it to grow virtually anywhere on the planet in almost any condition. And so it is a viable crop for changing the resource structure of humanity. Uh, And so this novel has a representation of that. And I think the reason I start at this point in the story, you know, it's kind of in the middle of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way all classic uh, epics are to- no. told, is uh, <laughs> in the middle of things. But um, it, it's, it's at the, the most intriguing aspect of it. How we get there is kind of, in my mind, going to be our journey. That's going to be the beautiful part, is like how we get there. And it's, that part's almost impossible to predict. And, yeah. And, you yeah. know, so involving, involving the reader into... <laughs> jettisoning themselves to the society by making yeah. a change in their life now. But let's go ahead and look at what it looks like yeah. while we're there. I think that's what all great stories do. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. they talk about heaven. That's why they talk about yeah. all these things. Is like, let me show you what yeah, the visual. other end looks like so you can get there. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. But I just, I think that's what all stories have always been trying to do. And we kind of straight the path just trying to 
Yeah, we've kind of gone on a tangent of just plot for plot's sake. Well, just well, I mean, if you go back to like Greek mythology, what you learn freshman year, the the Odyssey. Yeah. I mean, it is the morals of that society. Right. But when I look at look at Saw Five, like, that's not the morals <laughs> of our society. When I look at uh, what's the one where they. They get 24 hours to kill Purge. people. Yeah. yeah, when I look at the purge, those are not the morals of our society. Yeah. Those are those are some insane, like Very you know, radical, psychotic kinda, yeah. uh, society that I don't ever want to see. Yeah, ever. No, not even not even my darkest days. Even no. my darkest days. No, no, no. Don't even want my enemy going there yeah. at all. No, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> man, another another great show. I, I mean, I was what? What are you gonna say? I have a couple questions. Oh, okay, so, okay. So, uh, why don't you have like just one question? So okay. we've heard the Mr. Dodd, <laughs> yeah. school teacher, the graphic author, um, the nutrition. So who is just Reese? Oh, oh man, he's all of those things. He's uh, always like, what do you do in your free time? This is my free time. This is your free time. Yeah, I told you, like, not belonging to all these things in society, I, it allows me to, I feel like, slip behind a, a veil to, to watch it, and, and not superficially. I, no, I, I no, try yeah, to yeah. engage the best I can uh, while playing this role, but also it allows me uh, the capacity and efforts to uh play at other possibilities play the the age-old what if game and i think that's what Mm -hmm. all inventors all futurists or even storytellers always do it's the what if game but i feel like it's time for us to tell a story that's worth telling uh to our children to show them a place that every one of us would want to really inhabit and you know you hate to to link to terms but you you always allude to things that people know a true heaven on earth uh not a a dystopia from a a a malformed utopia but really (laughs) trying to work out the kinks and and find a way to say this is harmony this is possible nice yeah, nice. It is, dude. <laughs> as soon as I heard Reese open his mouth, he said, "How you doing?" I said, "Dude, I gotta have this guy on the show." I said, "I, I, I hear something in his voice. It's, it's, he's a gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> he's man, polite." <laughs> just being able to have that much depth and perspective on uh, something that you've created based off of something that is reality that could potentially happen is just—I mean—that's just using. I don't want to say your gift, but just using every tool to your disposal, looking yeah. forward and looking ahead. And I mean, it's it is very enlightening to be here because I mean, we we started in middle school at at lunch table. I always say I ran amok because I was I was trying to do everything and anything, and to be here now, um, almost thirty, and lived a little bit and seen all these other things to have all these other interpretations of the world and yet still come together as 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 a group of friends. Oh yeah. And yeah. Sitting around microphones now is just very very humbling and enlightening and it's great for me to sit here and actually be a a you know along with our listeners a listener to what story is going to unfold. Oh yeah. I know that thank right you. now. Oh, man, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you sir. Um I know we're Reese is looking for a freelance artist right now because you said in summertime you'll have more time to to work together oh yeah but i, mean, I guess you, I, that's right school be out huh yeah yeah he's been he's been laying the groundwork for two years so if we have any freelance artists that are listening to the show um and i mean do you have an email they can contact you at or do you want me want them to contact you through me or what 
Yeah, they just contact the show. I think. Uh, All right. Yeah. So we good for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. So on the the Facebook page, Elijah Bailey Show, you can go to Twitter or Instagram at Elijah Bailey Show. That's H H O, or you can hit me up in the email at Elijah Bailey twenty three at Yahoo dot com. But uh, this is a story that needs to be told. There's some direction here. There's. Uh, I think it'd be cool though. I <sighs> think it'd be. I mean, even if people don't actually get the message, yeah, <laughs> I think it'll still be a cool story. Uh, and it could be one that, like, later on, like you have a group of kids going into like the old library. Like they used to use libraries, <laughs> dude. They're blowing yeah. the dust off and just reading. Like, oh man. That's crazy. This book was written in, you know, 2015, 2016. And we already have this technology. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, and I think Back uh, full of hemp that's seeds. why the graphic novel I felt was the optimal yeah. setting. Uh, you know, video cartooning is highly intensive and, and, and not to say that graphic novel artists aren't, aren't intensive workers, but yeah. just to get a, a basic story out it's it's quite an effort in a lot of venues yeah. um, but word in drawing has always existed at almost like a primal level mm-hmm. yeah and and but it has both elements that you need yeah. uh, just pictures or just words sometimes are not enough yeah and I it'd be really great to see this thing come alive hmm. yeah. and you already so, know my mind is just like racing over here no no I know yeah yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's racing. <laughs> All right, well, let's shut it down and we can talk oh, about what uh, some of the uh, yeah. storylines yeah. look like and stuff like that for your racing oh, mind. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's not for you guys. But So, so all for the listeners, like I said, um, definitely check out the Elijah Bailey Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook yeah. at Elijah Bailey Show. And on Twitter and Instagram, is show without the W. Yeah. And then and this isn't the only podcast I'm on. The Black Box, yes, the Black yes. Box uh, definitely has episode 15 is in the making mm-hmm. right as we speak. And you can check out all of our podcasts at blackenstudios.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at blackenstudios. And if you need a new roof or you want to prepare for this hail and, and tornado season, go to Vector Marketing. What's the the uh, website again? Vector four slash roofing. And tell them you heard them. Tell them you heard, heard about, about them. them through the Elijah Bailey, Bailey show, and a little bit goes back to Elijah Bailey's show to keep him still here if I won't kick him out. Yeah, and a, <laughs> and a new thing, um, make sure to listen to episode 24 because we're going to start doing uh, uh, working together with Podbean for crowdfunding to actually buy equipment for our new studio and actually put it back into the show that you guys love. Yes. With that... I'm Elijah Bailey. And I'm Richard Taplin. And our special guest, Mr. Reese Dodd. Thank you again. I just want to thank anybody that has interest in uh, helping our uh, fellow brothers and sisters out on this human plane. Mm. There we go. Look at this deep. Dude, my heart is is grown three (laughs) sizes big. But uh, thank you guys. This is the Elijah Bailey Show, and I'm gone.